Good morning. Good morning. And it is my pleasure to welcome you to the Williamsburg Unitarian Universalist online worship service. Our greeters today are Susan and Rachel. Our other worship leaders today are our minister, Reverend Laura Horton Ludwig, zooming in from our WUU sanctuary today. We have our director of religious education, Austin Peterson, Peters, <laughs> and our assistant director of music, Dave Robbins, and our WUU choir, directed by Jamie Bartlett. If you're on Zoom at this time, you might want to change to speaker view so that you'll have a better view of whoever is speaking. Our AV technicians will be muting and unmuting as needed. If you'd like to follow along with the order of service, I invite you to visit wuu.org to download a copy. You'll find the link right next to the Zoom and YouTube links. We're gonna paste something in the chat. We're very excited that today is the first day of fall religious education classes for children and youth. Families need to register in advance. Details are in the spiral weekly email, or if you need help, you can message Austin in the Zoom chat right now. If you're already registered, check your email for the Zoom class links, and please keep those links private to protect everyone's safety. If you're visiting today, we invite you to share your name in the chat if you'd like, and anything you'd like us to know about you. We're glad you're here. And if you're not yet on our email list and would like to join to keep up with opportunities to connect, serve, and grow, please fill out our online visitor form at wuu.org, right underneath the link to download the order of service. For our prelude, we welcome back our WUU virtual choir singing Blue Boat Home. The original tune is by the Welsh composer Roland Pritchard, and it's been updated with new words by the white Minnesotan singer-songwriter Peter Mayer. Oh, 
again, welcome. We are happy that you have joined us via live stream audio or video or Zoom. Whether you have come seeking comfort, encouragement, or inspiration, you belong here. You are seen here, even if you're joining by phone and we cannot see you physically. If you are a visitor, we offer you a special welcome and a warm thank you for joining us online today. Now I invite you to join in saying our welcoming words. Please, as you say these words, speak them to each other and know that we are connected across the distance. The words are pasted into the Zoom chat. Let's say them in unison. Folks on Zoom, we will unmute you so that we can hear one another. Come, 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 wherever you are, whatever you are, whatever you are, presence here is a gift, all are worthy, all are welcome. Hello, everybody, and welcome to our online water communion service. And welcome back to our WUU sanctuary, at least virtually. It's so good to be here broadcasting for the first time from our sanctuary. Each year, as many of us recall, we gather on the first Sunday after Labor Day to begin a brand new congregational year with the ritual of water communion. Each person bringing water from someplace special to you, maybe a park, maybe your own kitchen sink, and mingling all the waters together as a sign of the common life we share. This year, things are different, of course, but the water communion goes on with your support. Many of you stopped by over the last week to leave a bit of water in the common bowl we had available outside. Of course, uh, the rain itself was communing with us quite a lot this week, so uh, we welcome that as well. And today we will bless the waters and welcome all of us into a new year of journeying together. As we begin here in this virtual space, Zooming and live streaming, let us remember that we are part of a much larger living stream, the live and living stream of life itself. Again and again, we are invited to move deeper into that living stream. My colleague, Doug Kraft, he's a retired white Unitarian Universalist minister from California with a deep Buddhist meditation practice. He puts it this way. Unitarian Universalism is not a rock we can cleave to. It is a way of swimming that helps us feel more at home in the river. Home is a place where we are welcomed, nurtured, and enlivened. There are physical homes, community homes, and inner spiritual homes. None are perfect. Nevertheless, there is in all of us a quiet or urgent urge to find such a space. We are always welcome in the river of life itself. Let us step into the stream as we worship together. We light this chalice for the warmth of love, for the light of truth, 
for the energy of action and for the harmony of peace. Peace in our hearts, peace in our community, and peace in our world. Wonderfully done. Thank you, Kaya. And well lit, Laura. And so there has never been a teacher blessing quite like this one before. This morning, we dedicate our religious education teachers who have been called to minister to our children, to our future. Without this group of teachers to nurture, teach, challenge, mentor, our religious education movement would be greatly diminished. Indeed, it would die. Religious education is a lifelong process. It integrates the wisdom of the world's religions and philosophies with our present experience of reality and our hope for the future. Each one of these teachers has something in common. I want to name the can-do attitude of each one of these folks. Every single one of these wonderful people responded to a challenge that we've never seen before. The challenge of being forced to create classroom community completely virtually with pretty much the same response. Yeah, let's give this a try. I wanna take a moment with that. These folks were asked to step into a river that's not been crossed. And each of them said, yes. Each of them said yes to life, yes to teaching, yes to this challenge. And so, here we go. Here we go with their grit, their determination and their fortitude. Here we go with teaching and learning everyone together. William Ellery Channing, one of the luminaries of the Unitarian Sunday School movement, speaks to the importance of direct observation, affirming to ourselves and to each other what we observe and what we know to be true. This takes practice and boy does it take courage. Together in community, we will uphold the use of reason, compassion, and the interconnectedness of the web of all existence. Teachers, we are so grateful. And now we'd like to bless you. In lower elementary, Evan Varney, the Dellingers, Steve Dominguez. In upper elementary, Lisa Craig, Kimberly Richards-Thomas, Sierra Selby, John Michael Reich, Kareen Borges. In middle school, Helen Hansen, Beth Ann Claver, Jameson Miller, Nan Hart, Nikki Pete. And in high school, the Young Religious Unitarian Universalists, or YRUU, Dave Wilcox, Val Sevilla, and Carolyn Greathouse. We are so thankful for our intrepid volunteer teachers. As children grow and discover our religious roots, you too will be on a journey. For some of you, this will be a brand new adventure and for others, a continuing experience, but this time online. We are entrusting our future and faith into your hands. There are no words to express our appreciation for the work that you do with our beloved children. We appreciate the time, 
the gifts and the diversity that you bring to our religious education program. We want you to bring both your heart and your mind, your love and your reason. And we know that you are fully capable and that you will bring your authentic self in all that you do. We dedicate these teachers to be a crucial part of the nourishment of our children's spiritual growth. You who have been chosen to teach our children will have a special blessing of being not only part of their religious development, but a loving part of our children's memories. To that end, we bless each of you now. Please accept the thanks of the entire community. And these awesome t-shirts. So each teacher will receive a t-shirt and you'll notice there is a tree, UU, the chalice, and the web, the interdependent web of all existence. And what the t-shirt says is Williamsburg Unitarian Universalists teaching team. So you can recognize these folks by the truly cool t-shirts that they will have on. Um, teachers, if you would like to arrange for a drop-off, please, you know my email, go ahead and contact me. And um, I can also leave them at WUU if you would prefer to pick them up there. In short, teachers, thank you, and we bow to you. Yes, thank you teachers. You all are uh, so amazing. We're so grateful and we wish all of you a wonderful first day of classes today. I invite all of you now to join in a spirit of meditation, a spirit of reflection and prayer. On this Water Communion Sunday, let us recall with wonder that we ourselves, our own bodies, are made up of 60% water. We are water. The oceans, rivers, seas, and lakes run in our veins. The mystery of our connectedness to all life on earth runs so deep. We were born out of ancient seas from which all life emerged so many years ago. We are one with the elements, the unfolding universe itself. May these bonds draw us into healing relationships with our earth and its water systems and with all beings who need this precious water just as we do. In this time of both hurricanes and wildfires, so many fires, may we remember with awe that our actions can shape our entire planet for good or ill. And so may our choices bring joy and life to this planet, to the depths of the sea, to the running of the rivers, and to the hearts of all beings.
And now let us lift up the joys and the sorrows and the concerns we hold today. We hold in our hearts all our friends on the West Coast who are battling these horrific fires. We hold them in our hearts and we offer our prayers for safety for all. Very close to home. Today we want to send some healing thoughts and energies to Ben Thacker Gwaltney. Ben is at VCU Hospital in Richmond. He is preparing to receive a heart transplant sometime in the next several weeks, if all goes as expected. This, of course, is a very big deal, but Ben is in strong spirits and he very much appreciates the congregation's support. And I saw something in the chat. Um, is Teresa here with us? I, I know you probably can't respond, but Teresa, I think you are here. We just want to send our abundant blessings to you as you recover from surgery. We're so glad that you were able to, to zoom in. And I invite you now, um, all of you, to type into the chat those who you are particularly holding on your hearts today. All these loved ones and so many others who remain in our hearts, though their names are not spoken here. We hold them, we hold all the cares and joys. And I invite you to add your own silent prayers and meditations. May it be so. May the prayers and meditations of every heart be heard and held. We'll continue with a hymn. Hey, Robbins, thank you. I've got peace like a river. I've got peace like a river. I've got peace like a river in my soul. I've got peace like a I've got peace like a river. I've got peace like a river in my soul. In my soul, 
which, is now, which are now operated by Williamsburg House of Mercy. We researched and discovered the needs for an emergency winter shelter that was created by Community of Faith Mission. We piloted a 3E restoration program that assisted a homeless family towards self-sufficiency. We're currently partners in the campus food pantry and summer meals for kids, and we offer safety equipment for homeless walkers and bike riders. Wong is beginning two new initiatives for families living in motels. If you can imagine living in a motel, especially during the pandemic, it's quite a challenge to provide, to provide nutritious meals for, for the children and the parents. Crockpot Meals Ministry and Family Motel Meal Distribution are dependent on monetary contributions and volunteers from our faith groups. We're also planning to research the possibility of inviting volunteers to assist our motel families with educational support and partnership with WJCC schools. The pandemic has compelled Guam to expand our mission to work with partners addressing food insecurity. Many of our service providers are seeing as much as a 400% increase in requests for food and housing assistance. Since March, Guam has been invited to attend the COVID-19 community Zoom meetings, which bring government and nonprofit service providers together to discuss programs and needs throughout the community. This has helped us to design new projects as well as support partners with funds and volunteers. The care and concern for our most vulnerable neighbors has been heartwarming and a great example of a community coming together in a crisis. Last Thursday, Guam hosted our second annual community forum, this year by Zoom, with our faith groups and community partners in order to learn about needs and offer support. As you might imagine, food and housing insecurity is new for many of our neighbors who have lost jobs in the pandemic. Children who qualify for free meals at school are having difficulty accessing them. Much needed diapers and sanitary supplies are in short supply, as are food and, and other basic needs. One of our basic worries is how to collaborate with COFM to safely operate the emergency winter homeless shelter. As of now, the shelter will be operated in three church buildings in January and February only, but plans and plans have not yet come together for November, December, and March. Guam faith groups, including WU, are essential to continuing the winter shelter, and we are all working together to try to see if we can make it happen. One thing to keep in mind, before Guam was created in 2012, there was much denial by the public about any homeless problem in Williamsburg. But because of Guam's advocacy, including our own faith group, all of our faith groups are now aware of, the, of homelessness and are, are willing to provide funding and volunteers where they're needed. WUU has always been a sponsor of Guam's work with the homeless, especially during this pandemic. The need is great and the resources are limited. We as people of faith are called to assist our neighbors in need. Please give generously. Additionally, there are many volunteer opportunities, such as crockpot meals and motel family dinners. Contact me for more information about those and other partner programs. I'll post my contact information in the chat. Thank you so much for your ongoing support of Greater Williamsburg Outreach Mission.
Thank you so much, Dave, and thank you, Helen, as well. The reading for today comes to us from the Jewish scriptures. This is an excerpt from Psalm 42. As a deer longs for flowing streams, so my soul longs for you, O God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. When shall I come and behold the face of God? My tears have been my food day and night, while people say to me continually, where is your God? These things I remember as I pour out my soul, how I went with the throng and led them in procession to the house of God with glad shouts and songs of thanksgiving, a multitude keeping festival. Why are you cast down, O oh my soul? And why are you disquieted within me? Hope in God, for I shall again praise him, my help and my God. My soul is cast down within me. Therefore, I remember you from the land of Jordan and of Hermon, from Mount Nazar. Deep calls to deep at the thunder of your cataracts. All your waves and your billows have gone over me. By day, the Lord commands his steadfast love, and at night, his song is with me, a prayer to the God of my life. So, what is a psalm? And why might we want to invite a psalm into worship with us today? A psalm is a prayer or a song or a hymn that comes down to us from the ancient Hebrew scriptures. There are 150 of them in the book of Psalms in the Bible. Most of them were written to be sung in the ancient Jerusalem temple, just like we sing hymns in our Sunday morning worship. The one that we just heard in part, Psalm, 50, Psalm 42, has a note attached to it that says it was performed by the Korites, which was a temple singing group, kind of like our own choir. So this Psalm is a song that would have been sung by an ancient choir at an ancient worship service. And it's ironic because this is all about a person who is cut off from their place of worship and their religious community, and they're feeling horribly cut off from their God because of it. Listen again to this lament. I remember how I went with the throng and led them in procession to the house of God with glad shouts and songs of thanksgiving, a multitude keeping festival. We remember that too, don't we? This congregation remembers what it's like, what, what it should be like to gather here in our sanctuary for the beginning of another congregational year, here in this very sacred space that you built to house and hold this people, this space that misses you. You have been the multitude-keeping festival. 
You have come together year after year on this Sunday after Labor Day to greet one another, to sing and hold hands and say welcome to another year in this space that still echoes with your glad shouts and songs of thanksgiving from Sunday's past. And you are still here in this wondrous web of computers, tablets, and phones we have connected ourselves with, a cyborg congregation we have become, and these connections are real too. And so with the psalmist, we also can say, why are you cast down, O my soul? And why are you disquieted within me? But still, we go up and down, don't we? And there are days when the truth is that our soul is cast down within us, longing and thirsting for a return to community, a return to hugs and holding hands for real and actually singing together, not just muted on Zoom, longing for what we used to take for granted, for the many things that once brought us joy, but now are unsafe, forbidden, impossible. Today, life has carried us to a place I don't want to be. But as Doug Craft reminded us in the opening words today, life is a river, it is a living stream, and Unitarian Universalism or any faith is not a rock that we can cleave to. It is a way of swimming that helps us feel more at home in the river. That feels like a really tough teaching now. In this painful, bizarre, disruptive time in our world, I will not lie to you, I want the rock. I want to be on a rock that I can cling to. I want a point of stability, a respite from the turmoil of the world and from my own emotions. The river of life is moving fast. We are in the white water, and frankly, I don't like it. I would love to be in a calm little pool at least a while. But in this fast-moving, jumbled is actually where we are. This is what's actually happening. So how are we to swim? Well, our author of this psalm has some good advice for us. They've been wrestling with just what we have also been wrestling with. They've been longing for what they used to have. They've been giving themselves pep talks, you know, come on self, don't be so discouraged, you've got this. But it's up and down. And in the middle of the psalm, something completely new happens. Listen again. This text, deep calls to deep in the thunder of your cataracts. All your waves and billows have gone over me. What is happening here? What, what are these deeps calling to us? What are these billows going over us? The psalmist tells us these deeps and billows are the gateway to the steadfast love and the song of the God they know. 
I'll tell you what that means to me. In the midst of this tumultuous time in life, in the midst of the ups and the downs and all the waves on the surface of the water, this psalm text feels like an invitation to sink into the depths of my spirit, into that space within that we talk about often here, that space within where there is peace and wildness, stillness and freedom, a space where the sacred lives in me as it lives in each of you. I wanna tell you about an experience I had recently that I hope will help you as it certainly helped me. Many of you know that one of my spiritual practices is shamanic journeying, which is kind of like guided meditation or, or lucid dreaming. So a couple of months ago, I was doing a journey and I found myself on this uh, wooden platform above uh, an enormous waterfall. And it felt quite stable until someone appeared that I recognized as a healer type of person, someone who had come to provide some healing. And this healer started smashing up the floorboards of the platform so that I tumbled into the waterfall. I wasn't really scared because I knew this healer person was there to help me, but it definitely wasn't the kind of healing I was uh, expecting. I splashed into the water and tumbled, tumbled down and down and down. And in that moment, I remembered that line from the psalm, all your billows have gone over me, all your billows. And there was nothing to do but let go and just let it happen. And eventually, after being tumbled around and around and around, the river washed me up onto a shore where giant evergreen trees grew. And the feeling of peace was everywhere. It was a wonderful place to be. And the only way to get to it was to go through all the billows of the water. And what this meant to me is that the river of life with its waves and billows is to be swum in. It is for us as it is for every living being. We might start out on a platform high above that river of life. Maybe that platform is our expectations of how we think life ought to be. Maybe a sense of safety and predictability in our lives that we think and assume and expect will always be there. This platform with its floor and its railings protecting us from the river tumbling below us. But when that floor gets kicked out from under us, and hasn't that been our experience in these last six months? When that floor crumbles away and we fall into the river, we are still held by the river itself. We are always welcome in the river of life as Doug Craft reminds us. And that doesn't mean the river is gonna carry us to where we want to go or expect to go or demand to go. But if we can relax at least a little and trust at least a little and just let the waves and billows move as they will, 
The river may carry us to a shore of the spirit that is more real, more beautiful, and more solid than that platform of our expectations ever was. I don't know what's coming this year. I don't know how long it will be before we can all come back here in safety. But I do believe we are all in the river of life together. And there are so many blessings yet to wash over us. May it be so. So it's time now to celebrate our water communion. Here we have pictures. These pictures, the waters that you have brought to this space. Some newly arrived this week and some from years past. This bowl will receive the gathered waters just as our community is held together by our commitment to loving service. Let this bowl hold all these waters. And I pour them together now. We bless this water, sign and symbol of all that connects us as living beings and all that calls us to live as one in one another. And now having blessed this water, I have a charge for you. The charge is this. It comes from our high school students. They had the idea first. They decided to take some of the water that they collected and use it to go bless places that they thought were in need of a blessing. One of them plans to go to the Richmond monuments and pour some water to bless the monuments. Another will go to a nearby site where black people were once sold as enslaved people and bless that site with healing water. So today I charge you to think of a place nearby for which you might want to offer a blessing. Starting on Thursday morning, I think, we'll let you know, we will have small vials of this water, this water that we have blessed, ready for you to pick up outside the main building of our campus, ready for you to take to bless wherever in this world you think is in need of a blessing right now. I would encourage you to take a a file and just go to that place, say whatever words you think feel right. Let us spread these healing waters wherever they are needed. May it be so, and amen. Our closing hymn today is by the white UU composer, Tom Benjamin. This is his Calypso Alleluia. It's inspired by the fusion of African and South American rhythms in the Caribbean. Sing hallelujah, sing hallelujah, sing hallelujah. 
blessed be, sing 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 blessed be. Extinguish the chalice. And we invite you to blow out your candle at the same time. And thank you, everyone, all the team in the chat and everyone. We will paste the words in the Zoom chat and we will say them in unison. We extinguish this flame, but not the warmth of, warmth of community. community or the fire of commitment. <laughs> Is we carry, in, we our carry in our hearts until we are together. And our benediction today comes from the Black American poet Lucille Clifton. This is her poem, Blessing the Boats. And as I read it, I invite you to hold out your hands in witness to all our connections. May the tide that is entering even now the lip of our understanding carry you out beyond the face of fear. May you kiss the wind, then turn from it certain that it will love your back. May you open your eyes to water, water waving forever. And may you, in your innocence, sail through this to that. May it be so. Blessed be. Go in peace. And amen. <laughs>